Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Football Figments Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 36, but if you count all of them, it's 275 episodes of stuff. I'm Craig. And I am Britt. And Britt, we are back. It is the last episode of Season 6. Season 6, we barely knew ye. <laughs> That's Actually, true. This, this feels like the longest season we've ever done. <laughs> Yeah, we adjusted I, our recording a schedule off season schedule a little. I think it helped a tad. Yeah, I, yeah. I do. I think I think I think particularly with the off season, less is more. So I really love the fact that we weren't like I mean, we first started this, we were like fifty episodes a year. No exceptions. We gotta get fifty episodes <laughs> in. I don't care if we have to record three one week. We're doing this. Ah! And um <laughs> we were like, why? why if there's not a lot to talk about and we wanna go touch grass. <laughs> Why do we have to keep ourselves to this self-imposed number? And so right. the last season or two, we've been like, you know what? Let's just play it by ear. We're not going to commit. The only thing we commit to is our open of the season schedule that leads up to the season long draft and to do with rare exception every week of the season. That's all we really commit to. And even this year, I think we missed a couple of weeks because of illness and such. You know, I did get COVID and all. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fun times. But anyway, but anyway, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. The season six finale kicks off in a minute. But first, Craig, what are you drinking? Uh, so today I am drinking a beer by Athletic Brewing Company. Oh, lovely. This is called Apricot Farmhouse. Ooh. That is definitely sounds like something my wife would like. <laughs> smells like apricot. Yeah, I'm not a fan, a super fan of fruited beers, which is weird because, as we all know, I love, like, pumpkin spice and shit, but the fruity beers, it's like, okay, I like stuff that's got a little bit of a citrusy taste, but that's about it. Yeah, definitely has a little, it's actually rather, it's rather juicy, actually, but there is, like, a little slight lingering of apricot that stays with you. Nice. Nice. I am drinking diet soda, and I'll tell you why. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) <laughs> I am drinking diet soda because I had a far too good time last weekend. And this is going to be a long weekend for me with the holiday. After tomorrow, I don't have to work for five days. And uh, based on the week of work I've had, uh, yeah, the beer is going to flow. So <laughs> I am going easy tonight. <clears throat> Makes so, sense. Makes sense. With all of that said, let's jump into our stuff. Craig, <laughs> giving or receiving on um... the first burning hot take. I will receive. Okay, so let's start with... Uh, actually, I'm going to save this for later in the cast because I've got other things. Um, multiple outlets... Or I'm going to talk about my Chiefs for a second. Multiple outlets are reporting that Sky Moore is going to have a bigger portion of the Chiefs' attention this year. Uh, CBS Sports said that he's earned Patrick Mahomes' trust. Uh, NFL NFL Network says the Chiefs are high on Sky Moore after a quiet rookie year. The website 4 for 4 says Sky Moore is a fantasy football lineup decision you don't want to make in 2023. <laughs> you can say the same thing about last year, too. <laughs> Absolutely. I, and we all know last year I was high on him. Get it? High. Sky. Get it? It's funny. What do you know it. about humor? Um <laughs> I was big on him last year, and obviously he did not have the year that we thought, or some of us thought he would. Um, but so, given that, does this does all this chatter interest you at all about Sky Moore in twenty twenty three? 
No. <clears throat> no. I mean, maybe for best ball, sure. But... Oh, yeah, eh. he's a great best ball stash. Eh. After, after what I saw last year of him, I need to see him, like, catch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a consistent basis. Listen, when I, I, originally, I read this article earlier today. I saw it in passing. I said, I want to bring it up during the podcast tonight. So I come home, and I run the, the phrase, Sky More News, through Google. <laughs> okay. And all those headlines come up. And then the next thing down is the, what people also ask with similar words. And the most frequently asked question with the word Sky More in it is, Will Sky Moore play this week? And if you have to ask the question to Google if your player is going to play, then that's probably somebody you don't want shares of. He is going to go... He went early last year in a lot of the formats, a lot of the drafts I was in. I expect him to go early again this year. I am probably going to have very few shares of Sky Moore. Very few shares. So, okay, so we're both we're both like, all right, Sky Moore, you got to show me something. We gave you the benefit of the doubt last year, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes says you're good. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he so. has to say that, doesn't he? Yeah, he exactly. Can't, what's he he gonna... can't say, yeah, he he sucks. He's terrible. Like, he's not. Yeah, what's he, what's he going to come out there to? He's going to pull an Aaron Rodgers? Some of the guys here need to really start working harder if they want to be real pros. Yeah, that's. And he just saw what happens to Aaron Rodgers. He's like, damn, like four or five years from now, I get one more, one more injury and they ship me off to the Jets. Fuck, I don't want that. <laughs> so, all right, what do you got for me? Uh, for me, I saw this headline actually. It was today. Sorry. And this, uh, I just want, I want to get your initial gut reaction to this headline. Okay. <clears throat> Ready? Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones says Giants have grown confident going into 2023. We know we can compete with anybody. Okay, so the first part of that sentence, I believe wholeheartedly. I do believe the Giants are confident going into this season. And they may believe that they can play with anybody. But the second part of that sentence, that they can play with anybody, <laughs> no. They may believe that. That's not true. Okay, I, I had the same initial reaction, too. Um, I, I, I don't know what to do with Daniel Jones and the Giants. Every time I write the guy off, he actually starts to show signs of brilliance. And then you pick him up off of the goddamn waivers because the Giants <laughs> won, won five of their first six games last year. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, maybe this is starting to turn around. And then it's just Daniel Jones doing his best Eli Manning confused-looking impressions. And you're like, here we are again. So yeah. I, 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 think, I, think, and, I think I'm done with Daniel Jones. And, you know... Saquon still doesn't have a have a deal, like he has until July seventeenth. There are reports now that Saquon and Josh Jacobs could start the year as holdouts. I mean, it won't it won't shock me because I mean, if you think about his injury history, mm -hmm. <laughs> if he doesn't think the Giants are going to give him X amount of years for X amount of money, mm -hmm. again, like especially running backs, these guys have to try to make the most money they can in the little amount of time they have because running backs out of everyone have an extremely short shelf life. Ask Cinch. Yeah. He'll tell you. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so is he going to feel like it's worth the risk to him and the rest of his career, however long that may be, to like play for, let's see, 
I think it, his franchise tender is under 10 million, just under 10 million. So to him, is that worth it? Like, oh, if I go out there and play for one year, you know, I can break my knee again or whatever, and then what? So I I agree. I just I don't see I don't see why. I I understand that whole idea of like our careers are shorter than everybody else's. Our windows of opportunity, our, our the the wear and tear on our bodies is shorter than everybody else. Yeah, that is all of that is true. But then you got the guys who play forever, like Marcus Allen, who played for a hot a thousand years. <clears throat> you know, that's true. That's true. But I think I don't know. People are more durable, <clears throat> or there was less astroturf back then. I don't know. There's that too, and there wasn't the back in Marcus Allen's day. There wasn't this automatic assumption that you leave you leave a a season at 28 years old as a prime of your life and come back at 29 years old with a cane and yelling <laughs> at the, the rookies about how things used to be. And that's the perspe- that's the perception of running backs in the league. It used to be like after they turned 30 or turned 31 or so, you would um you would start to see this shift. Now it's like teams were like a year earlier. Like they don't want to bring on the 29-year-old because they assume they're only going to get one year out of him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and of course there's Cinch's idea, never give a running back a second contract, <laughs> uh, which he's been very vocal about, and he doesn't seem to be wrong. I'm still waiting. I'll I'll embrace any theory until I can disprove it or it fails Occam's razor. Fair. Or those of you know it, Occam's razor is a old mathematical concept, which is just the simplest solution is the preferred solution. And it's the same sort of thing. Until somebody can show me and it doesn't make a difference. If you walk up to me and say, Aliens are absolutely real. Okay, well, let me see. What, what's the likelihood of it? Does it survive Occam's razor? Well, sure. I don't have any reason to believe aliens couldn't exist. Okay, where's your proof? Well, I know a guy who knows Bigfoot <laughs> who has... Vo- okay, no, no, that's not proof. So when Cinch comes up and goes, you never give a running back a second contract. And I'm like, huh, huh. And I have to sit there and scratch my head trying to figure out where I can disprove this, because I'm always looking for the the other angle, and I have yet to find it. I'm sure there's somebody out there. Hey, write to us, email yeah. us, and go. Hey, <laughs> Britt, you want to know who got a second contract and freaking deserved it? This guy, because I'm having trouble thinking of who it is. Yeah, I'm really having trouble. They they typically don't get second contracts that they deserve. So, okay, so my second um, my second burning hot take for you is football, but fun. Okay. It's my dear personal friend, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Travis Kelsey said, I'm trying to find out. Where, on he, to, he told Vanity Fair that uh, they talked about his failed drug test that got him suspended at Cincinnati and how embarrassed he was. Mm-hmm. And, then it, and, and, and then he started talking about um, the marijuana use being looser now in the nfl because of the changes in drug laws right quote if you just stop in the middle of july you're fine a lot of guys stop a week before and they still pass because everybody's working out in the heat and sweating their tail off nobody's really getting hit for it anymore when he at when they asked him well how prevalent do you think this use is in the league travis said probably up to 80 percent of the players okay I'm sorry, technically anywhere from 50 to 80% of the league's more than 1,600 players currently use cannabis. Okay. All right. Greg, 
We <laughs> all know you cannot take anything Kelsey says at face value ever. You can't. That is true. Do you believe that 50 to 80% of the league is using cannabis? Uh, I, you know what? I do actually believe that. I would not, I would not be surprised if that is the number. And cannabis in some form or another, not necessarily smoking it per se. That's a good point. <clears throat> Edibles is a positive, you know, that is cannabis use. Mm-hmm. Technically, yes, it is. So yeah, I could, I, I could that. see it, especially if, you know, if they're, if they're doing it for like, you know, either anxiety before the game or pain relief after the game or just, mm-hmm. hey, we won kind of thing. Yeah, I can see it. And then, of course, you have a conversation like this. We can't forget that Josh Gordon essentially lost his career to something that everybody's now doing. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Josh. He he has got too early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just it just rattles my bones. I don't know. So, uh, as a quick aside, we are watching the Newswire because um, ESPN is reporting that there is a quote handful end quote of suspensions coming to nfl players who broke the league's gambling policy yep um in the next week so we will be watching to see uh who 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 could be on that that uh that list that should be very interesting to see how that plays out but all right craig we did promise the people that we would talk about the south and west conferences mm-hmm. i'm setting a clock for five minutes <laughs> I got nothing to say about the entirety of the Southern divisions. Um, They're all bad. They're all bad. And if there's a good player on those bad teams, then you still take them with the risk of being a good player on a bad team. And that's my analysis. No, you're not. You're not wrong. Um, I mean, maybe David Carr is, is a good option. I want you to stop and realize what you just said. I, I know. I, I thought about that after it came out of my mouth. You are so <laughs> desperate to find something redeemable that you just invoked the name David Carr. And that's not a slight yeah. on you. I did that say is, David Carr. Yeah, but Damn. but but you, you, it's okay. <laughs> but just just realize in that moment how desperate you are to be positive about this. Yeah, I know. you reached for David Carr. I said David Carr when I meant to say Derek Carr. Why do they even name their kids if, with, D, with Ds? Even even if you even if you'd said even if you'd and I, I took you to mean Derek Carr. I did. I'm sitting here da- saying Carr. David too, but I'm thinking Derek in my head, and my logic still applies. You know why? Because I was looking at the Texans logo when I said that. That's fair. So yeah, sorry. That's fair. That is like, oh honey, we may not be able to go out to that <laughs> special function you wanted to go to because we just can't find a babysitter at this point. I'd literally take anyway anyone, and somebody and your wife looks at you and goes. What about that nice Jason Voorhees guy who lives down the block? <laughs> he seems to like kids. That's how desperate picking Derek Carr there is. Yeah, because I'm looking at everyone else and there's nothing. I the the, the Saints are a, a I'm sorry. I know Alvin Kamara is still there unless he goes to jail. I have no idea where they're at with that. I, the Saints are a shell of what they once were. Tampa Bay looks completely lost without Brady at the helm. Um, yeah. I the Carolina Panthers <clears throat> apparently the, still play football. They do, and the Falcons are a complete 
rebuild, even rebuild. though everyone's really high on the running back they drafted, but still. They could win this division this year and still not be a good team. Any one of these teams can win this division. <laughs> yes, I refuse to pick a winner in that division. I refuse. Yep. And then, like, if you look at the AFC South, so, yeah, there's Trevor Lawrence. And... On, on the youngest team to ever make a playoff run like they did last year and then com- and then completely shit themselves in front of the freaking Kansas City Chiefs. I played that episode, by the way, the week we went into the second round of the playoffs, and I, I heard myself say, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. This is the team no one wants to play. And I was just like, man, that did not age well at all. No, well, I mean, initially that's what everyone thought because they were so... You know, they had a, like a hot streak going on, and so you never know. And they had that, that big so. that big comeback. They did, and didn't Mahomes get hurt in that game early? That might have been the game he got hurt in, yeah. That might have been when he rolled his ankle. <clears throat> but still, I mean, what was even the final score of that game? I would have to look it up. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, did the Chiefs... Uh, it was 27-20. All right, so it wasn't. It was close. It was a one-score game. But Jacksonville, Jacksonville outscored them by. So it was a ten-point game going into the fourth quarter. It was seventeen ten at halftime. Okay, it's a lot closer score-wise. But I watched that game. There was never a moment in that game that I was like, okay, we are absolutely screwed. Well, maybe when Mahomes got hurt, and that is that Mahomes did leave for a series. That was the one where he fought them. He didn't want to go to the locker room. Hmm. He was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then finally, like, a doctor was like, you go get checked out or I'm going to pull you. And he got pissed off, threw his helmet, and went into the... Because Chad Henney threw exactly seven passes. But Chad Henney was 5 of 7 for a touchdown. So he actually had a higher QBR than Mahomes that game. There you go. Did he? Yes, he did. Did not know that. It was an 89.8. Not a great QBR, but a better QBR. Right. That was yeah. That, I remember. I remember that game because I was like, "Oh, Travis Etienne's gonna eat us alive." He had sixty-two yards. Isaiah Pacheco had ninety-five. Um, yeah. The leading the leading receiver for the Jacksonville was Zay Jones. Was it? Hey, Juju Smith-Schuster caught two passes that game. Good for hey, him. Hey, remember him? Yeah, I try not to. You know, and then and then yeah, and then no one's no one's on the Colts. I'm I'm off the. Uh... The um, Taylor dead. train. They're Done. dead. Nothing. I got nothing for that. You know, and the Titans have Derek, Derek Henry. So the Titans again. The Titans could again win that division, just because there's nobody else. I mean, the Titans had to have a complete meltdown for the Jaguars to to, to get it. So, I yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny on their team page on NFL.com. <laughs> I did not know their their stadium was named Nissan Stadium, but really, huh. it says established 1960. <laughs> I just find that wow. funny. Cause Wh- who probably, is that? That one, the Titans, because probably most people don't realize that's the Oilers. <laughs> yeah, so that they weren't playing there in 1960. So what the hell was in that stadium before the Oilers became the Titans? I think they built that stadium for them, no? Oh, they they but they weren't there in 1960. No, I think it means the team was established in 1960. Oh, okay. So this is this is like the opposite of when the Browns became the Ravens. Y- yes. <laughs> Remember that Art Modell was like, "We're leaving everything behind. We're a brand new franchise." Okay. Okay. See you. <laughs> I will never forget my favorite moment of that last season in Cleveland, when the Ravens became the Browns. 
the very last home game, the the folks with the the, the um, tickets directly above the owner's box brought a gigantic banner that just read home of the bravest coward ever and arrows that pointed at his empty box <laughs> really <laughs> yes oh my god oh, i'll I see if i can that. find the picture because i was like that is freaking awesome good for you guys <laughs> good for you okay so we're already we're already over time on this so we're gonna move to the west i'm a kansas city chief fan the raiders are garbage the chargers <laughs> can't get out of their own way chargers are and... good up until like the their bye week or yeah, and November. The, the Chargers, the Chargers. This is so. Oh, the Chargers are a young team. All they need is some experience. We've said that for the last four years now. This is what oh, yeah. fourth year for for um Herbert or his third full. I think it's his. I think it's his third full. because uh, he didn't start the first couple games of his first year. They had to stab what's his name in, in the lung for him to get oh, a start. Oh yeah, remember that. So, you know, I, I'm tired of hearing how about the Chargers just need experience. They're going to pull it together. They've gone through like six head coaches in four years. I don't know how <laughs> that's possible, but they have. Um, it's I'm just tired of hearing about it. And Denver is a tire fire. I just looked at the Chargers uh, roster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have a receiver named Pokey Wilson. <laughs> okay. How deep on the chart is he? Uh, They're looking at a depth chart? Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up Pokey Wilson in a league this year. <laughs> I'll stash him. You know I'm gonna do that in a best ball. I haven't done any best ball. I've been so lazy. I'm I'm gonna do a best ball this weekend. When I get to the last pick, regardless of what I need, I'm gonna try Pokey Wilson. <laughs> you only um, have one quarterback. Give me Pokey Wilson. <laughs> Justin Herbert, this uh, four years experience. <clears throat> four years, and don't forget, so his first year he didn't start. So he's this is so he's got four years. All right, so three years as a starter. This team has not gelled under him. He is an amazing physical talent. I don't think he has the leadership to get this team where they want to be. You think it's a you don't. think it's a leadership or you think it's the coaching? Because hasn't he can be hasn't both. he gone through two coaches already? Yes. Yes, maybe three. He might be on his third coach. But yeah, it, it's it, it could be either. It could be both. I know Cinch is big on him. Cinch right now is yeah. <laughs> yelling at his truck. Yelling at his truck, and he's very upset because he is a Justin Herbert truther. There's a little Justin Herbert bobblehead on the dashboard of the truck. He's gently stroking it and telling him it's going to be okay. But I, I just, I don't see him ever pulling this together. No. Nope. If there's anybody who needs a change of scenery to become what he needs to become, I think it's Justin Herbert. <clears throat> yep. And Cinch is wishing he would go to New England. Oh my God. He would implode. You imagine that Justin Herbert signs with the Patriots. I think Cinch would Cinch would combust. I I think I think th- I think there there are very rare situations in which I would ever joke about anyone selling their soul. But I think honestly, <laughs> if Cinch would consider it, if a if a man in a dark hood with a contract appeared on his mail route and said <laughs> Justin Herbert to the Patriots, well, what will it cost me? It would cost you Mac Jones and your sword. I think he would be like, where's your fucking pen? Do we have to do this in blood? Because I will prick a finger right now. Let's, let's do this. I think he would do it in a heartbeat. I think so. I think so. I mean, you, you want to make it? You want to make it? It will only cost you your soul. But Mac Jones needs to move in with you. Since you'd be like, hmm. Oh, eh, I don't know. Eh. I don't really need my soul. And I do have the extra bedroom. So, you know. 
<clears throat> All right. So anyway, so that's that's the AFC West. I, I just don't see anything. I don't, I'm not even. I mean, and that does not mean the Chiefs are going to steamroll to another 14 and three season. I just don't see on paper any of these teams really competing with them. So I'm not worried about them. The NFC West is just a complete crapshoot. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it's really going to be between. Well, not well. Maybe not so much fantasy, but teams that are going to be good. It's either going to be the Seahawks or the 49ers. But yeah. Fantasy wise, I don't want anyone on the Cardinals. I don't want anyone on the Rams. Oh God, the Cardinals went downhill so fast. Yeah, because they let Mister Call of Duty do whatever he wanted. <laughs> I know. Last year, people were warning me. People were like, "You need to start backing off the Cardinals," because I've been a big, a big pro Cardinal guy. But I, 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 I thought that they would start to pull it together, and now no. it's just it's a complete think... rebuild again. I don't think I think they're done with with Kyler Murray. I think they're looking at that giant contract they gave him, and they're like, "Where's the clause where we can void this?" Because <laughs> there's usually several. Because <laughs> I think they're looking to do that soonish. Listen, I work in HR. There, I hear every day about you know this person, this person wants to quit, or this person needs to get fired, blah blah, blah. and it's never that easy in the real world either. There's all <laughs> sorts of laws that protect people. And there's all sorts of considerations, you know? So it's not like, you know, I've had people come to my office and go, I can't stand work with this person. I'm going to fire him. Okay, get ready for a lawsuit. Wait, well, what do you mean I carry up? There's <laughs> laws, guys. There's Yes, Connecticut's a right-to-work state, but there's also laws against certain things that you can't do, and, and, and you, put, you open yourself up, you know? Same thing with contracts. That's why contracts and programs and, you know, employee guides are written a certain way is because they're they want outs employers want outs if you don't do your job and they'll find it with them eventually i think they will i think they will and then the nflpa who has a new executive director can sue them and they'll be fine oh yeah just like every other year (laughs) yeah so the other thing i want to talk about tonight and we're not gonna be a very very long episode because we gotta gear up for next week which, by the way, I'm going to give you some extra time tonight off mic because you still haven't gotten me your projections and rankings. No, no, I'll be doing that soon. How, how soon is soon? Uh, because I asked for them probably, by, like, I think yesterday. Probably tomorrow. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> we have to give a shout-out to Sean. Sean is it. the first. I never count myself because I'm the one who's cracking the whip and saying, get me your rankings, get me your rankings, get me your rankings so I can compile them. I always, once everybody gives me theirs, I throw mine into a list. I've got them kind of circling around in my head, but I don't actually put them pen to paper until everybody else does. This year, Sean, who we normally have to chase, and last (laughs) year, you may recall, had to ask, when you write down just the word Walker, (laughs) who are you talking about? I mean, it's like, oh, what what wide receiver do you like this week? I like Smith. (laughs) What fuck? What? So anyway, so this so yeah. Sean Sean got off his ass, and we have Sean's <clears throat> rankings. In I hand. still say he did that drunk while he was sitting in the woods. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how he got it done. <laughs> True. It didn't. And I, it made sense, right? It it made well, you sense. Know, I haven't I haven't actually read them. <laughs> I typically don't read your guys' rankings until I do my own, right. because I find that your guys you guys influence me, and that's, that's not fair. the point of this. The point. The point of this is for four guys with their own opinions to come together and add their own consent and come to a consensus based off of each other's thoughts and then argue about it on the podcast and give some insight. So if I sit here and I'm like, oh, look how high Sean has this guy. 
maybe I should bump him up a couple. I don't want to do that. Right. I want my I, it, right, wrong, or indifferent. I want my rankings to be my rankings, and so the consensus stays pure. So, it's all right. So you're gonna get me yours, Cinch. I know you're listening. I need your rankings. Get out a piece of paper and a pen. Write them down, take a picture, and send it to me. Every year, he sends me a snapshot of his personal notebook. Do it. Whatever works. Whatever works. But the other thing I wanted to talk about, because I just found this interesting, and I'm not going to – I want to be very clear. This is an article I read. I read a lot of different sites. Fantasy Points is one of them. I love FantasyPoints.com. If you're going to subscribe anywhere, I recommend FantasyPoints.com. I was reading an article by Scott Barrett. He's tired of talking about touches for running backs because not okay. all touches are the same. Okay. Targets are different than rushing touchdowns, are different than rushing yards, are different than yards per target, are different than yards per carry, blah, 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 blah. Okay. He has created what he calls weighted opportunities where he takes a correlation to the statistic and how relevant it is to fantasy production. For example, his highest category, and again, not going to give numbers, and I'm not going to give his whole system. This is this is his material. I just think it's an interesting conversation. He finds the highest correlation of any particular stat is total yards. Total yards is equates more closely to fantasy points in terms of you know correlating one-to-one. Mm-hmm. than, say, targets, say, then even ready to this, it's more important than rushing touchdowns. So I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, weighted opportunities is an amazing concept. It doesn't sit there and say, okay, it doesn't matter how many yards you get per reception, It's not it, that's an important stat, but it's not as important as rushing touchdowns or red zone rushing attempts, etc. Fascinating concept. So I wonder what it buy you. We always talk about opportunity, right? The more plays you're on the field, the more time you touch the football, that's what leads to fantasy points. What do you think about a guy who's like, maybe we've been oversimplifying this and maybe not all touches or all all snaps are created equal. What are your thoughts? Uh, so my initial reaction to everything you just described and then with you saying his the bottom line of his theory is that the correct me if I'm wrong from this. The bottom line sure. of his theory is total yards is more important is like the most important thing. Well, it's one of them. It's and one it, of the it top correlates compared to like other statistics or like correct rushing touchdowns. The per, the person with the most total yards is most likely to have the most points. Right is what he's is what he's seeing a correlation. He's seeing a statistical correlation between total yards and fantasy points and. You know, people so, always, oh, touches. It's, it's all about snap count. It's all about touches. It's all about yards per... He's saying you can actually order these based on how likely they are to predict fantasy value and come up with a number called weighted opportunity that really gives you a better and clearer picture than just how many snaps somebody plays or how many times they touch a football. So to me, what that sounds like is he just proved zero RB theory works. Well, because okay, go ahead, finish your thoughts. Because more often than not, a receiver is going to have way more yards than a running back. This this correlation only applies to running backs. Oh, he's only done he's only done this analysis on running backs. 
when it comes to receivers because they accumulate fantasy points differently. I would imagine, for example, targets. Targets is an area that he he targets for running backs are not going to correlate as strongly to fantasy points as they would for wide receivers, right? Oh, okay. because I see. So this 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 particular analysis is based solely on running backs. Now, in theory, you could absolutely do it for any position, right? You could take any stat you want and say, okay, for wide receivers, but you couldn't just say offensive players, this is the grid because running backs score points differently than wide receivers score points differently than tight ends. I don't even think you can lump tight ends with wide receivers in a system like this. Does that make more sense? I don't think so. Yeah, no, no, it does. It does. Uh, What do you you think of that? What do you think of this, this, this concept? uh, It's, it's interesting. It's definitely, it's a different take because for so long in fantasy, you know, running backs, it's been touchdowns. I think it's, I think it's been like touchdowns, then yards. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an interesting take. So here's an interesting thing. So and he puts out the he puts out and again not going to give you a lot of information. This is absolutely this other job. This is fantasy points, baby. Here, the number, the number three player on this list from last year is Joe Mixon. And the reason it's Joe Mixon, his points per game was only seventeen point one. When you when you weighed it for the opportunities, he would have scored eighteen point three. Mm. So what he's really saying is the utilization of Joe Mixon would is likely to lead to better production. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. I think this is a fast. I'm not sure that I buy into it, but man, is it a fascinating, um, a fascinating argument. Now he's he's also of the argument that if your points per game is well he does a differential here. I'm not sure how he arrives at this differential number. If the differential is negative, it's a bad sign that they're not going to get there if it's a positive. So the highest differential on his list, believe it or not, is Tony Pollard at plus 2.9. Hmm. Which means Tony Pollard is a strong candidate to get more opportunities and to be a better performer this year. I just think, I just think the analysis is, hmm. is fascinating to That's consider. Different. That is different. It's, it is interesting because we do hear about this all the time, right? How many snaps are they on the field? I want to, I, I want a guy who's on the field for 80% of all snaps. I want a guy who gets a minimum of 12 touches per game, right? Blah, 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 blah. We hear those stats all the time. Here's a guy who's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not every staff matters for each individual fantasy player and not every touch is going to be equal. Think about Austin Eckler who gets so many receiving yards because they like to use him on short passing situations. And he, sometimes he'll have more receiving yards than rushing yards in some games, right? His, his touches are going to be different than Saquon Barkley's touches when Barkley is essentially in a, a back and forth runner. It's not, you could give them the ball each 15 times and you're going to get a different result. So it's not always the same. And also, where is the situation? Saquon Barkley and Austin Eckler, different situations when it's first and goal from the four. First and goal from the four, the Giants are probably giving it to Barkley. The Chargers aren't necessarily giving it to Eckler. I just, I just thought it was fascinating. So I wanted to, I wanted to share that, that theory with you and see. Thank you. 
see what you thought about that. I mean, I definitely there's 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 a ton of data in this article. I'm going to be ripping through it, but that's also why I love Fantasy Points as as a site um, because they just they have these these fantastic like for lack of a better term, football nerd, um, <laughs> you know, things, yeah. you know, what was it? What was the, um, what was the value guide that we cripes? I didn't get one this year yet. Oh my God. He sent us one. He sent us one free the last two years. Cause we promoted it. Oh my God. That was another one. I've drawn a complete blank. It's, it's, it's a guide who, it's a guy who does analysis based on opportunity and availability and he's and and every year he's like if these guys stay healthy these are the guys you want oh my god i'm drawing a blank on his name now i have to look it up for the next next episode but so that's everything i the only other thing i had tonight i'm sure unless you want to bring something up is i just want to remind you that we are roughly a month away from the start of pumpkin spice beer <laughs> yep, and this is this is your reminder <laughs> that while you choose to limit yourself, I do, I do, to having pumpkin spice only in three months out of the year, four, sorry, four months out of the year, the rest of us will begin indulging in it in about thirty days. Just putting you on notice, so that there's no grumbling this year when there's Rosemary's baby on this stream, like two <laughs> weeks before our fantasy draft. So that's I, I mean, I expect it and and I hope you enjoy it. That, so. that is what I wanted to hear. You don't have to like it. You don't have to. You don't have to condone my lifestyle. <laughs> but just you got it. You got to be understanding that not everybody lives the same way. So. All right. So while we have a quick minute, let me just run down. Unless was, did I miss anything? Is there anything we didn't talk about? Um. Uh, fantasy wise, I don't believe so. Okay, because I just want to run folks down to what the schedule is going to look like for the Season 7 kickoff. So the next week will be the first week of July, uh, and, and, and we reserve the right to move our recording date, so we'll always say by Friday the episodes will be up. Um, that's just because, you know, this takes a lot of effort to get the different guys into the, the studio. So uh, next Friday is July 7th, 2023. That'll be our Season 7 kickoff. Then our QBs will be the 14th. The 21st of July, we'll talk about running backs. On the 28th of July, we will talk about uh, wide receivers. And then our annual, the best episode of the year, the tight end kicker <laughs> defensive team spectacular. <clears throat> the super show will be on August 4th. Then we will have fantasy football roundtables, draft discussion roundtables on the 11th and 18th as we head into the meet of uh draft season so but starting next friday july 7th all the way through august 18th look forward to analysis round tables rankings we'll be here breaking it all down for you on those days is the reason why it was like oh, just don't hold me to these dates like gospel truth is because you know, we're sitting down, we're getting ready. All of a sudden, I get a text from Sean. Are we supposed to record tonight? <laughs> yes, you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be online now, jackass. Oh, I'm at a dance recital. <laughs> Who dances? Oh, the dog. Okay, that's a problem. That's a problem. I, I don't want to know why you have a dog that takes dancing classes, but you know, there's also I should tell you, Craig. Yeah. 
there are whispers in the wind oh. of a weekend trip, a Fig Nuts weekend trip to Portland, Maine this year in the fall ah, around the middle of October so that we can just go to Portland and, and drink pumpkin beer because Portland, Maine has several good breweries, including Pumpkinhead and Allagash. So, yeah, just so you know, this, that might be something that cinch when you hear this. Yes, you're welcome to come with us, but you got to book a room. You got to drive yourself. <laughs> so, yes, there is there is a a rumor that that this may be happening. Fig nuts on the road in October. Does that make us road nuts or road figs or fig roads? Hmm. Fig, I don't know. Fig roads, maybe. I don't know. Fig road sounds like a terrible brewery. It does. <laughs> I'm going to call us road nuts. There we go. We're road <laughs> we go. nuts. Done. So, okay. That then brings us to the end of the, the final episode of season six. Craig, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Um, summer is here, but the fancy season is about to be in full swing. So I hope everyone is ready. Pumpkin beer. That's the final thought. <laughs> it's, it's coming. It is my favorite time of the year. It is. I good. think I look, I think I look forward to, the pumpkin beer season at this point, even more so than I do the holiday ale. Holiday ale just has not um, met my expectations the last couple of years. So I'm, I'm yeah. definitely, I'm definitely two roads. If you're listening and we know we have at least one friend at two roads who does two roads. If you're listening, holiday ale, let's, let's, let's get, let's, let's, let's make holiday ale great again. So yeah, definitely, definitely make that happen. But pump, pumpkin beer season is like my favorite. I think it's because I know when the pumpkin beer shows up, football is coming. That, I mean, that's that's fair. That's a fair I think way that is to, the association uh, in my head. I think that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's just association in my head. So uh, one of the things you can do to help support our podcast is to leave us a review. Whatever podcast directory you found us on, go in there and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. Uh, we are on so many podcast directories at this point that I no longer list them. And as we are getting into draft season, now is the perfect time. If you have any questions or you'd like another opinion on a specific situation, we're happy to hear you out. Uh, we are uh, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. That is fignutsdfs at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us. I did log on to our Twitter for the first time in about six months. Um, that was a depressing experience. Uh, <laughs> Well, it, it's Scott. It's Scott Fishbowl season, so everybody yeah. said, "Oh my God, I got invited to the Scott Fishbowl for the seventeenth year in a row." We got in twice. We've applied we every year. We've got in twice, and that's not a complaint. It's just a recognition. We're a smaller podcast. We're never getting back into that again. <laughs> hey, you never know if each of us applied. Right? Is that legal? Can we each apply? <laughs> yes, actually, it's by individual, not by podcast. Most most of the bigger outlets, like ESPN, gets like ten people in every year. Oh, all right then. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's always possible that that we could go that route. But I, was, I mean, I'm not, and I'm done begging for the opportunity. You know what I mean? It's I I think I think the fact that he wants to try and spread it out to as many people as possible is fantastic. It's just it's just kind of depressing when you see all the people like I'm in the Scott Fishbowl for the sixth straight year, and I'm like, oh, I I didn't get an email. I feel like Charlie Brown when he checks his <laughs> mailbox, he's got no cards. <laughs> So I did actually log on to our, our Twitter. That's what I was going with this. I did actually oh, yeah, log on to as I saw that email that somebody logged into our Twitter account and I was assuming it was you. <laughs> and you know what was funny? Was the Twitter warning said I logged in from Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, well, you have 
Cablevision, right? Is so, that why? Yeah, it depends wherever you're con- they you're connected to at the time. I am. I'm an Optimal customer, so yeah, they're based out yeah. of New York. Yep. Okay, because I was like, I actually looked at the time and date, and I was like, that is the time and day. It it said iOS device. I was on my iPhone. I was I wasn't I wasn't in Brooklyn, so <laughs> you know. So all right, so that makes a little bit more sense. That makes a lot more sense. So yes, you can reach out to us on Twitter, FignutsDFS. Uh, on twitter and we're also the football Fignuts podcast on facebook wherever you want to reach out to us we would love to hear from you and that my friends is a wrap on season six dun, 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 dun. <laughs> season six rest in peace the year that i picked the philadelphia eagles to win under eight games or under <laughs> nine games and um didn't really work out so good uh, it so. didn't it didn't but yeah no. At least I got I got a, I got a championship out of my Chiefs. I won a couple of fantasy titles. So anyway, Jerk. all right. So we will be back next week. I, yeah. Well, I didn't win this year. Who won this year? I thought it was you. It wasn't me. That was last year. I beat you. Wasn't it? See, why did you just make me forget? I thought it was me. Well, Mario Mario won this year. I don't know. I have no concept of time anymore after COVID. I'd so. have to go look at the website. But if the source were here, he would know. But he um, know. <clears throat> what's that? He would know. He would know because it, every this happens, by the way, every year in our league, every year in our league. By this point in the season, we've forgotten who won the previous year. And invariably, we'll get to the draft and someone will look up and go, who won last year? <laughs> and we all have to sit there and go, ah, oh, it was it was it was it wasn't me. No, that, I was here before that. I was <laughs> OK. I lost. I, I beat you. I lost to him. But okay, I don't remember what year that was. Oh yeah, it gets it gets crazy. So, um, but we'll be back next week. The season seven kickoff. Craig and I begin our seventh season of screaming about football at microphones. So That's we great. hope you will join us. <laughs> uh, until then, hi to Deb. Hi Deb. Uh, and until then, we will see you soon. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <laughs> 